Hey guys, welcome to the Mad Talks podcast. This week we've got a very exciting guest. Uh, his name is Todd Henry. Todd is um, otherwise known as the Accidental Creative. He's the host of the Accidental Creative podcast. Um, and he's written three books. The first book is The Accidental Creative. The second is called Die Empty. And his latest book is called uh, Louder Than Words, Harness the Power of Your Authentic Voice. Uh, before we dive into the uh, interview, though, we wanted to touch uh, base and let you know all about our exciting new sponsor, Connor, why don't you tell us? <laughs> I don't know if they're so much a sponsor, but they're definitely a, a partner with us. Um, I guess you could call it. I don't know. I just don't, you know, sponsor a word. Um, but but anyway, we, we're super stoked. We've been um, chatting with people. This is kind of a Vancouver-based company, um, but they will be expanding. Um, so we are fortunate enough to be partnered with the Van City Buzz. For those of you who live in the Vancouver area, uh, you will know that Van City Buzz is one of the biggest um, news centers for Vancouver. Um, so we're, we're just, we're super stoked about that. So you can expect to see the man talks events going out through van city buzz in the, in the coming months. Um, and you'll, you can, you know, expect to see some features on some of the speakers that we have and maybe even some of the podcast guests, uh, if they're locals. So if you know people in and around the Vancouver area that, uh, you know, that, that would be a good fit for the podcast, all the all the best time to send them our way. Or if you think that we'd be a good fit for the event, feel free to connect with us at info at mantalks.ca. And uh, then, you know, we can we can chat. We're really excited about this uh, this partnership with Van City Buzz. We like to consider our, our the members in our community to be quite savvy when it comes to um, uh, being in and about the uh, the city of Vancouver. So a site like Van City Buzz, I, you know, is a bit of a portal for um, – you know, the latest and greatest news, not only that, but also keeping everybody informed about um, upcoming events, exciting, uh, exciting happenings in the community. There's a lot of really great energy going on in the city right now. And I feel like Van City Buzz um, is is a great output for that energy. So check out the site, vancitybuzz.com. And now we're on to the interview. Hey, Todd, welcome to the Man Talks podcast. Uh, just to get started and build a little context for our conversation today, I'm hoping you can describe what it is that that you do. Yeah, so I like to sort of informally call myself an arms dealer for the creative revolution, right? But primarily what I do is I work with creative people and teams and help them generate ideas more consistently, uh, find better alignment around what matters to them and make sure that they're getting their best work out of them every day. So I guess kind of the long and short of it is I, I like to help teams and people be prolific, meaning they're doing a lot of work, brilliant, meaning they're doing good work, and healthy, meaning that they're doing it in a sustainable way. And I think that's kind of uh, the ultimate goal for anyone who has to create for a living is to be prolific, brilliant, and healthy. That is very cool. And, and you know, what got you into that? What's your, what's your sort of uh, – what's your why? why? Why do you do what you do? Well, to this – Still it down really at the heart of it it's about it's about freedom um but not freedom i think in the way that we tend to think of freedom you know we tend to think of freedom as having no rails just kind of uh i want to do what i want and i want to be anywhere i want to be and i want to do things that i like all day and that's not what i mean when i when i say freedom um what I mean is I want to try to free people up from some of the typical constraints in the marketplace that keep us in a place of mediocrity, that keep us in a place of stasis, uh, that prevent us from seeing opportunity, uh, prevent us from growing, um, and, and free people up from that, not 
so that they can, you know, just do what they want, but so that they can leverage who they are to have impact in the world. Because I think that our work matters. What we do, how we choose to add value matters greatly. Um, and it speaks loudly to what we really care about and who we really are. It speaks to our character. But there are some forces, some constraints that are just endemic in the marketplace that prevent people often from being able to really bring the best of who they are, are to what they do and to spend themselves on behalf of an outcome that they care about. And so really what I, you know, having spent years leading creative services teams, um, you know, I basically got to a point where I realized there are some people who just do this really, really well, who are prolific, brilliant, and healthy. And there's some people who are just perpetually going through these cycles of being fried, burned out, you know, crashing, rebooting, um, and they just couldn't quite seem to keep their their life and their process on the rails. And so about 10 years ago, I started a podcast called The Accidental Creative that kind of was talking about some of these dynamics that I was experiencing and seeing and also putting some of the research that I've been doing out there for people and uh, it, it very quickly gained an audience. And I realized, wow, apparently I'm not the only one who is dealing with some of this and struggling with this. And so then after years and years of uh, the podcast and, and you know, I sort of stepped out and started my own consulting firm um, talking about these issues. I had a book in 2011 that published called The Accidental Creative, uh, which is about some of these dynamics, right, that we experience. And then in 2013, that was followed up by my book uh, called Die Empty. And then recently, I just released a book called Louder Than Words, which is about how to develop your voice and create resonant impact in the marketplace. Yeah, and that, and that, and that book, uh, your new book, Louder Than Words, um, uh, which has a subtitle of Harness the Power of Your Authentic Voice, uh, teaches people how to build a body of work that resonates deeply with, with their intended audience. What is, what is that, you know, what is that? authentic voice mean? Yeah, that's a great question because I think this word authenticity is thrown around so often and very casually. And I think we tend to think authenticity is transparency or vulnerability. And that's the only thing it's about. It's like, I'm going to open the kimono and if people like what they see, great. If they don't, they don't, you know. Um, but that, you know, I think that's a very kind of short-sighted and shallow understanding of authenticity. At the heart of it, authenticity is about investing yourself in what matters to you. It's about showing people that you have skin in the game. It's about ensuring that you're not phoning it in, but that instead you're centering your daily activity and your daily work around things that you deeply care about, an outcome, a through line, a productive passion that matters to you. And so when you exercise an authentic voice, when you're using a voice that's rooted deeply in what you care about and you're finding ways to apply that to the work that you're doing and, the, and to the impact that you're trying to achieve, it has a tendency to move the needle more substantially than when you try to fabricate some kind of external shell or when you're just phoning it in, when you're stuck in a place of you know, stasis and mediocrity. And, and so what I wanted to try to do with this book is deconstruct what is it about some of the voices, some of the, the resonant voices in the marketplace, the people who are really creating impact and moving the needle, what is it about them that makes them especially resonant? And how could we ourselves learn from that? and begin to apply some of those same principles to the work that we do so that we can better achieve the impact that we're committed to. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I think one of the things that I just wanted to to kind of back up and tie into this was that idea of of freedom that you talked about. And I think one of the big distinctions is, is that, you know, you talked about people being like, oh, I, you know, I just want to be free to do whatever I want. And I just want to be like, you know, free to travel wherever I want and do whatever I want. And I think one of the biggest things that I really heard in there is the distinction of being able to define 
what freedom actually means for you. And I right. think that that really ties into this idea of authenticity is being able to define what some of these core values that you're talking about actually mean to you and how they actually show up in your life. Because a lot of people talk about being authentic, but haven't really taken the time to think about, you know, what does freedom actually look like in my life? Like what would actually freedom look right. like with my work? And so is that part of the process that you go through with people? No question. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, the, the thing is we have to, many people get to a point in their life where they, they find themselves far from home. They find themselves far from where they intended to go, but they have no idea how they got there because their life was, a, you know, our lives are a series of choices. You know, our choices sum up to the Delta or the value that we create, the body of work that we build. And many people aren't purposeful as they go about the kind of choices that they're making. They're just following opportunity and, and moving from thing to thing. And as a result, they end up very far from where they intended to go. And so, yeah, unquestionably, it's important that we define the value that we want to create. And, and then we have to structure our lives around that thing we want to do. We have to make our choices according to that through line, according to the connective tissue that ties our best work together and that points us toward that ultimate objective. But, but, and you know, listen, there's nothing groundbreaking or earth shattering about what I'm saying right now. And I want to be really clear about that. The problem is that I think we, we acknowledge that and then we just go and do whatever we want to do or we make whatever decision we want to make, but we're not disciplined enough to build our life around those things. Or, or honestly, we don't even take the time to stop and ask what those things are. So what I wanted to do in louder than words is give people some very practical tools to help them do that. And there are kind of three core areas that we have to focus on to develop our voice um, and to make it resonant. And the first one is identity, which is where this authenticity piece really plays out. It's in understanding who you are and where your best work is founded and not just drifting through your days, not just moving from opportunity to opportunity, but stopping to notice the patterns. Where in your life are you especially resonant? Where in your life are you especially effective? Where do you tend to move the needle the most? Where do you tend to have the outcomes that you are trying to achieve? most often. Um, and a couple of ways that, that you can do that is number one, I, I give people a, a couple of pointers in the book about how to write a manifesto. And we tend to think about manifestos as a big public document, right? I'm going to start a movement. And that's not really what I'm talking about. It is a movement. Or you got to per- be crazy and living in a shack in the woods. Exactly. That's exactly right. And all of a sudden you start sending strange packages to all of your acquaintances. No, um, your manifesto isn't that. A manifesto is really just a distilled but very actionable document that captures who you are as you see yourself to be, what you're trying to do in the world, what impact you want to have in the world, what you want to see, what would define success for you, who you're trying to serve. So who is it that you're trying to serve with your work? You know, who is it you're trying to reach and influence and impact in some capacity? It helps you define those things. And it's a document that's just for you. It's basically like a kind of like a, a personal, personal document. It's almost like a personal mission statement, but I don't like that phrase because mission statements tend to become really kind of wordy and... Corporate sounding. sounding, Exactly. I exist to serve the customer. And no, 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 no. It's like, I want to, one of my favorite manifestos is from a company that's actually based here in Cincinnati, Ohio. And they, they have this little phrase they use called it's BPA, BPA, BPA. I kept, I kept hearing that from, I was like, what is BPA? And it means blow people away. (laughs) <laughs> like that's the art. Basically, their their manifesto is is very simple, but the core the core element of it is blow people away. Every day, we want to completely blow people away with our service. We want to do things that just make people say, "How in the world 
do you guys do that? That is incredible, right? I mean, there are all these amazing stories from people who have done that um, in within the company. But a manifesto is just a very simple, short document that is almost like it's your marching orders, right? Um, so that's one way that you can begin to drill down into that. The second one, as it relates to identity, is pay attention to what I call the notables. And notables are areas in your life, times when you have been especially effective. You've achieved the kind of impact you want to achieve. And start paying attention to those things or sit down and look at it and ask, where has that happened? Why has it happened? What are the circumstances? What are the intersections at which those times of effectiveness happen, why did it happen? And how can I begin to apply that knowledge and fabricate that more often? How can I apply myself in ways that are going to enable me to have that kind of impact more often? Because it happens. We all have those moments when that happens for us, but we often don't stop to pay attention to the patterns. And so we just drift. We just think that it's this thing that happens every so often, but there's nothing I can do about it. But that's not the reality. If you pay attention to patterns, you can begin to apply that knowledge to the work that you're doing. So that's kind of how we begin to drill down into authenticity and begin to think about how, who we are and the impact we want to have and apply that knowledge to the work that we're doing. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty phenomenal. I think what are your, you know, you talked about choices before and, you know, I always tell people, you know, choice is a habit and we, Mm. we don't consciously a lot of times recognize that, that choice is, is oftentimes an ingrained habit and and the, the way in which we go about making a choice is also, it's a habitual pattern. You talked about patterns and right. so I, I really like that, you know, what you talk about in terms of the manifesto and the notables is that it's, it's bringing those conscious, bringing those unconscious patterns that often lead us to those choices that often then lead us to these, these places and spaces of like, how the hell did I get here? Right. Um, <laughs> it's, it's bringing those to the conscious and actually saying like, how do I make those choices and how, how have, how have I actually gotten here? So that's, that's pretty, that's pretty fantastic because that's going to help people, you know, for the listeners that are out there that are probably wondering, how do I make better choices? I think, I think we've all had that point in our life sometime of like, how do I make better choices? Right. I think this will really help them and empower them to actually do so. Yeah, because your choices have implications, but your choices have to be rooted in something, you know, and it can't just be based upon how you feel right now. You have to have a longer arc in mind. Um, people who are ultimately successful are people who do uncomfortable things in the moment that are effective in the long run. And, and we see that the love of comfort's often the enemy of greatness. So we have to train ourselves to do the hard thing now, the difficult thing now that we know is going to create impact tomorrow because the seeds of tomorrow's brilliance are planted in the soil of today's activity, right? If we want to see great results tomorrow, we have to to act according to what we want to see today. Um, and again, we, we know this, right? But when it comes down to, okay, am I going, going to sit and strategize for a half hour? Or am I going to fire up Netflix and watch Daredevil, right? Like it's, it's those moments of decision that ultimately add up those little deltas that add up to a big delta, which is our body of work. And that's how people get off course over time. Am I going to take the job that I know is going to provide me with the opportunity to create more value tomorrow? Or am I going to take the job that's going to give me the, the bigger paycheck today? but is ultimately going to be a dead end in terms of value. You know, these are the kinds of choices, the decisions that we have to make. And listen, it's not always as nice and clean as that because sometimes we have other responsibilities and obligations that that inform those choices. But but we have to, as a matter of character, we have to make sure we're making decisions by design, not by default, that we're making decisions according to the outcome, you know, what's being called out of us, not according to what is most convenient and expedient in the moment. 
And we like to talk, uh, you know, a lot about vulnerability on the, on the show, and especially, you know, in the context of men. And I feel like this whole idea of of identity and and trying to determine, you know, what are those elements of your life that that are important to you, and and what can you put out in the world requires a lot of vulnerability. I'm wondering if you can, mm. you know, touch on that. Yeah, well, we, you know, this the show's called Man Talks, right? <laughs> Is that the yeah? So, uh, you know, I think as men, especially, we're we are prone to try to be invulnerable rather than vulnerable to not let people on the inside, but instead to, to show our strength and our fortitude and our sort of our inability to be penetrated in any capacity. And I think that's unfortunate because I think it creates, it sort of perpetuates this cultural stereotype, this myth that, you know, men are islands and that, you know, we don't need one another and that, you know, whatever I get, I'm just going to go out. I'm going to make it happen. If you look at the lives of any contributor, they are not just, islands out there making it happen on their own. There are networks of people in their life who are helping them get to a place of contribution. And the people who are islands, by the way, who isolate themselves are typically really miserable people. You know, they're typically people who are not only making their life miserable, but they're making the lives of people around them miserable as well. So, you know, and and listen, if that's the life you choose, best of luck to you. That is not what I want. And I hope it's not what anybody listening to this wants. I hope that we want to build lives that are bodies of work that go beyond just our job and the company we build, but that actually prove to others and show to others and merit in the lives of others what we care about, our character. You know, ultimately, our legacy that we leave is going to be the lives of the people that we impact. I mean, that's really the biggest legacy that we leave. So I think in order to begin that process, we have to open ourselves up to others. We have to form a collective of people. And I write about this in Louder Than Words that, you know, we need a collective around us of people who can inspire us, keep us focused, keep us engaged, who can speak truth to us, which is a big problem for a lot of men. We don't have people who will speak truth to us. We just have people who tell us what we want to hear. Um, and, and that's a big problem because over time we become uh, disconnected from who we really are if we don't have people who will speak truth to us. So, um, so, yeah, so, so Todd, I was just, I was going to say what, you know, what happens if you have a bunch of people that just tell you what you don't want to hear? <laughs> I'm just, I'm well, just kidding that, around. Like I, 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 was no, just, I think that's true. Yeah. I was just, I was just going to say, I, I was making a comment on like, you know, I'm, I feel very fortunate in the, in the stance that I have a lot of people in my life that aren't afraid to say like, Hey, I don't know if that's really the right direction. And, and I, I think that it, it, it's a testament to the the power. Like you, you talked about creating a community or network around you. When you think of somebody like Richard Branson, you know he's got networks in different areas of his life of people that are actually helping to guide those different ships and those different vehicles that he's that he's trying to drive. And you know he's actually talked about the the power of just being open and being honest and being receptive to other people's genius and other people's greatness. And I think that that's, that that's really been something that I've taken into my life personally and, and said, you know, if I'm going to create this movement, like, you know, man talks, for example, how can I listen to other people's greatness and allow them to contribute to this, this vision that, that I've enacted in the world. So is, is that, is that kind of like along the lines of what you're saying? No question. Yeah. And, and one of the reasons we don't do that is because, again, it doesn't feel very expedient in the short run, right? It's easier just to do everything yourself. It's easier just to rely on your own genius, your own wisdom, your own insight, your own perspective. But that doesn't scale over time. You know, that doesn't scale. What happens over time is you your world becomes really, really small. Your perspective becomes small and ultimately your impact becomes small. So what you have to do is be willing to let go of, in the short run, uh, a little bit of control 
and so that in the long run you can achieve more impact because the impact will scale. You're going to have broader perspective because you have other people who are speaking into the situation. You have a more diverse set of skills, you know, and again, we all know this, but in the moment, it's really hard to let go of something that's your baby, but you have to release your grip so that other people can also begin to own that and can begin to grow it along with you. All right. Uh, Man Talks community. So we just wanted to take a minute to tell you about something that's really exciting. It's it's something that, you know, the entire team has been working on for quite a while. And it's something that the Mantos community has actually been asking for. Uh, you know, we put on monthly events and we get, you know, 150, 175 people out every month. And the community has really been asking for a full one day event and for us to bring in some some great speakers and to, to host a big event. So that's what we've done. Um, we've, we've pulled together some pretty incredible speakers. And we have an event coming up on November 7th at the Vancouver Convention Center. So just to give you a quick idea uh, of who's coming to speak, we have uh, Brian Scrone, who is the founder of uh, Board Meetings. And he's going to be flying up from California to come and talk. He's spoken at Harvard and the Pentagon, which is pretty, pretty incredible. Some top secret stuff probably happened there. Uh, we've got Philip McKernan, which if you know of Philip McKernan, he's a very powerful speaker. Uh, he's spoken on stage with the likes of, you know, Richard Branson and the Dalai Lama and some other crazy, crazy people around the world. Um, we've got Daryl Pocky, the CEO of Kitten Ace. Uh, Daryl was fortunate enough to be the sixth employee at Lululemon and work his way up and is now founding uh, Chip Wilson's new company, which is absolutely incredible. Um, we also have Sachin Raha, who is the founder of Warrior Sage. We have uh, Jacob Merritt, who's the ex-captain of the White Cats. And we have Brian Scudamore, who is the founder of 1-800-GOT-JUNK. So we have some absolutely, absolutely amazing speakers. And we've worked really, really hard to, to bring you our, just a kick-ass quality event. So we really hope that you'll check it out again. It's called the Man Talks Intensive. And that is going to be November 7th at the Vancouver Convention Center. So for more details, just check out the uh, Man Talks website. And, uh, but, with Connor, that, but Connor... Yeah, you don't even need to go to the site right now and get tickets because we have a chance for you to win tickets to the event itself. Oh, you're right. Yeah, all right. you need to do is post something that you think represents a modern man on social media, tag three friends that you think are kicking ass, and hashtag it Man at Ford for a chance to win two tickets to the Man Talks intensive event on November on November seventh in Vancouver. Like Connor said, full details can be found at mantalks.com. All you need to do is post a picture, a quote, a video, just something that you think represents a modern man. Don't forget to tag three of your friends that you think are kicking ass, really, really showing what it means to be a modern man, and hashtag Man at Ford for your chance to win two tickets to the Man Talk Intensive event. Very cool. Awesome. I love it. Man, man at Ford, my friends. Man at Ford. <laughs> man at Ford. Let's get back to somebody who's definitely manning forward. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a really good point. And I, I like that you touched on um, being invulnerable and like this impenetrable force, because I think a lot of the times men, men especially feel like they have to position themselves in a certain way or a certain light that that shows that they are like hardened in some sense, whether it's emotionally right. or, or physically, and then actually say like, you know, nothing could get nothing could get through this and can get through this armor. And it doesn't allow people to actually contribute to them. And I think one of the things that I really love about, you know, like I said before, we kind of went live is, you know, I've watched quite a few of your talks now just to kind of get a sense of who you are and, and you know, what we could kind of chat about. 
And one of the things that I really like about your chats and, and some of the things, some of the messages that you talk about is, is the idea of, you know, being able to allow other people's contribution to be a part of what you do and, and allow your contribution to be a part of something bigger, something greater than maybe even yourself. So, right. because that's part of the creative process. And it sounds like, you know, that's kind of like the pinnacle of creativity in some sense is to have your work be a part and embodiment of something else. No question. I mean, listen, we're, we, <laughs> I depend on you. You depend on me. We depend on one another. And um, it is naive to think otherwise. It is naive to think that my actions don't have an effect on the people around me. And I'm not just talking about my family. I'm talking about my community. I'm talking about my country. I'm talking about the world. Ultimately, you know, one of the reasons that we get, we've gotten to a place we've where we we are as a as a you know a society, and I would say as a you know globally is that we often don't consider the aggregate decisions of individuals and how that you know affects and so we think well you know my actions don't matter because you know, I'm just one person out of how many billions of people on this planet you know what what possible consequence could my actions have profound consequences because it's billions of those little decisions that add up collectively to massive issues and so you know I think that it really does come down to a matter of character and individual um agency that we have to be willing to act in accordance with what we believe to be of value in the long run, even when it's uncomfortable in the short run. And listen, and, and, uh, you know, this is, we're kind of veering off the rails here a little bit in terms of the conversation, um, because of me, but listen, if we don't do that, if we don't make those decisions willingly, we will have to make those decisions at some point anyway, because there are laws of nature and physics, right. That just, that affect us. And so, um, that's, that's the way it is in the marketplace. You know, I can, choose to be very, very selfish in the short run and just do things in my own interest. But in the long run, that's going to come back and haunt me. You know, that's going to come back and affect me. You know, I can have uh, poor character in my private life and present a, a nice public face. But in the long run, that's going to come back to haunt me and affect me. We cannot silo off one area of our life and think it doesn't affect every other area of our life. We do not live in a series of hermetically sealed vaults. We sit right at the center of everything. you know. And fruit that is rotten on the inside, that looks great on the outside, is eventually going to be rotten on the outside as well. Right. So we have to, we have to invest ourselves in development, growth, character, doing hard things now that'll pay off in the long run if we want to build a body of work we can be proud of. There's just no getting around that. Yeah, that's great. I, f I feel like we could probably sit and jam on this for like eight hours. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I feel like people, like I feel like we're going to get, we're going to get listeners that are, that are hearing this conversation right now, write us in the next like week or two and be like, can you have him back on for an hour? <laughs> um, so I feel like that's going to happen at some point, but I think, yeah. Right yeah hey, hey Todd, I'm just curious who, who's doing it right in the world right now. I mean, who, what are some, what are some examples of, of, um, of men and women that are, that are speaking with that authentic voice? You know, that is a really difficult question to answer because um, you can't really see inside of people. You can't really tell. You can't really... But I, I think what's interesting is if we look at... I mean, let's just take an example that's you know, pulled right out of the news right now, okay? Um, look, look at on two different sides of the aisle politically. Look at what's going on with Donald Trump, first of all, and what's been going on with Donald Trump, right? Uh, and look at what's going on with, let's, let's say, Joe Biden, for example, um, who's not even in the race yet, right? But you have people creating ads saying, run, Joe, run, right? Why is it that these two people, especially seem to be 
connecting and resonating politically uh, with with their particular you know, crowd. And I think on one side, listen, love or hate Donald Trump or whatever, and I'm, I'm not wading into those political waters. I'm just saying, look at the example. He is resonating with a group of people, right? Why is he resonating with a group of people? I think it's because he's basically speaking from, you know, he's speaking what's going on inside his head, right? right? Exactly. He's, kind of, he's putting it out there. Like he doesn't, and there, you know what? Love or hate it. It's gruff and it's whatever, but love or hate it. People are like, all right, there's a guy I can believe. There's a guy I can stand behind. Right. Uh, and again, I'm not endorsing any one way or the other, but and then you look at somebody like Joe Biden, who's kind of the same way on the other side of the political aisle. And why do people love Joe Biden? Because he's not afraid to cry on Stephen Colbert, right? He's not afraid to reveal what's going on inside. He's not afraid to talk about growing up and some of the experiences he had, riding the train and being kind of working class and kind of working his way up. I watched, I mean, I watched that interview on, on Colbert and for just a split second, I thought to myself, oh, he's not a politician right now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. You know, versus, okay, and then you look at the broad middle swath of what's going on with candidates right now, and you can't tell one from the other, right? I mean, you can't tell any of these candidates apart because they're all just saying the same stuff. They're just parroting back. They're just trying to be safe, you know? But when you're being authentic, it's profoundly unsafe. It's not a safe place to be. And so why are people taking shots at Trump? Trump because he's saying what he thinks, you know, and, and I, I get that. And why do people on the other side, why do people um, take shots at Biden? Because he makes gaffes, because he's awkward sometimes, right? Because he, he says stupid stuff, but that's because he's kind of just being himself and putting it out there. But that's also why I think people on both you know, sides be like really love those candidates for, for better or worse on, and whatever your political opinion, people love those candidates because of that. And so, you know, just to kind of pull it out from the news, I think that's an example right now of how authenticity is kind of playing out, you know, sort of in the real time in the news right now. Yeah, that's, that, that's a phenomenal example. It's, it's funny, like as soon as you started going into it, I, I, I immediately thought, Trump and Biden, because it's it's like this very clear juxtaposition between people who are speaking their truth in very different in very different ways and and living that. And I think that that's kind of the key is that you know just to to pull it back into like a maybe a work environment or a home environment is that you know we as human beings can tell like we can tell if somebody is is actually you know speaking what what is their quote unquote truth and whether or not they're actually being real with us or whether or not they're trying to put on some sort of facade for the most part i mean there's some people that are right. exceptionally good at wearing these sort of masks and and parading around like they you know like they are what they say when they're not um but for the most part like we can tell and i think that that's kind of the great thing is that this is a very clear example of People being able to to actually see somebody that's that's speaking their mind and, and, and sort of quote unquote speaking their truth at that time. And so, you know what? I think we're becoming more savvy as a society as well. I think we're becoming yeah. more savvy. We're able to discern a little better. I think those those cues because think about the the number of faces, interactions, people that the average person today experiences over the course of a week or a year compared to let's call it even twenty years ago, yeah. right? Before before we had the the web before we had the ability to have these kind of face-to-face -face or loose connections with you know, thousands of people um, or 50 years ago or 100 years ago, right? You can get away with things, I think, that you can't get away with today because people are more savvy. We have more experience. I think we're becoming more intuitive about those kinds of things. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, even in the business world, uh, you know, I work in I work in advertising and design and, and 
you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, di- digital videos and all that sort of stuff, like, you know, consumers know when something's real or when something's fake and, and they know right. when things are just flat out contrived. Uh, they, they can, they can see those, they can, they can pick up the cues. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just to kind of respect your time. Um, I can't believe that like 30 minutes just flew <laughs> past there. That was, that was incredible. It's just some, some great dialogue. Um, but for all of our listeners out there right now, like what, what's one thing that you are most excited about that's coming up in the future that they could check out of you? Uh, wow. Okay. So, well, louder than words is, you know, still fairly new my, my book, which is really what caught kind of all this uh, covers. So that's, that's pretty exciting. And, um, just seeing incredible results from people who are reading it and reporting back kind of how they're applying what's going on there. So I definitely encourage you to check that out. And also, um, coming up in November, I actually have a course that's releasing. That's all about applying the principles from the book, the accidental creative. It's really all about how do you structure your life, your day, your work so that your uh, not falling prone to some of these pressures of the create on demand world, you know, so basically it's like productivity for creative people is kind of what the the whole point of the course is. So you can find all of that at toddhenry.com, which is my personal site. And I'm going to be making announcements there and everything. Um, so if you just go to toddhenry.com, you can find my podcast, my writing, everything else straight from there. Perfect. I mean, that was my, uh, that was my other question is where, where can people find you? <laughs> so <laughs> well, there you, you go. You, you answered both of my questions. The, the one thing I also wanted to add, Todd, is that, you know, I'm, I'm a member of your, uh, your, your online collective, um, on, on the Facebook, oh, cool. Facebook group. Um, wonder if you can just maybe quickly touch on, on what that is. Yeah. So this is kind of a, it's an experiment. I don't really plug it a lot right right now, but it's it's kind of an experiment in community, just trying to get a group of like-minded people together to share articles, tools that they're using, ask questions of one another. So if you go to toddhenry.com slash collective, it will take you to this closed Facebook group called The Collective and you can request to join and you're welcome to. And uh, I think we have uh, close to a couple thousand people in it right now, but um, I'm going to be opening it up more broadly uh, or I should say promoting it more broadly over the coming months but yeah it's kind of it's an exciting little fun community of people right now i find it incredibly valuable and, and it's amazing to see you know all, all the different uh, pieces of content that different create you know people in the creative community but also people outside of the creative community are, are willing to share it's it's pretty amazing yeah awesome well thanks so much todd we really really appreciate you taking the time with us um once again the book is called louder than words harness the power of your authentic voice uh you can pick it up online and i'm sure in in your uh, closest bookstore um if you want to learn more about uh, Todd, go to toddhenry.com. If you want to learn more about Mantox, you can go to mantox.com for more podcasts, blog posts, and any videos of uh, some of the events which will be going live soon. Um, thanks so much again, Todd, and we'll talk to you again on uh, another episode of Mantox Podcast. Great. Thank you. <laughs>